With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Listen up. This is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Miss Kelly Furniture, Mississippi's number one, number one sleep store. SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. You now have RPT Commercial on Highway 80 in Pearl by the airport and across from Muskelly Furniture. RPTRicksProTruck.com in Pearl. That's their newest location, RPT Commercial. And we welcome in Steve Robertson on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Steve with 247 Sports Jeans Page and also the Boneyard Podcast. Uh, Steve, Mississippi State baseball has landed some really nice pieces in the offseason, both out of the transfer portal and they were able to keep guys like Ross Highfield, uh, Lofton, um, Dakota, all these guys from the Major League Baseball draft. However, so I don't want to go totally negative, they did lose out on Paul Skeens, the Air Force transfer last year, uh, last week. He decided to go to uh, LSU. Kind of a devastating blow there. Um, There's still a lot of concern about who could be their Friday night guy or their ace. What is your take on losing Skeens, what's on the roster, and what piece could be added in the next two weeks before school starts? Yeah, I think it's a good summation there, Bo. I mean, yeah, the Skeens thing, it's huge because, you know, you're Mississippi State, and you really need a guy like that. I mean, you need that bell cow guy, and he was the guy that was the, the most coveted dual position guy in the country. And and so over 100 schools contacted the guy and extended offers, and, you know, you make the final three, and, and that, and you know, 50 cents will get you a cup of coffee at the truck stop. You know, it's like if you don't get them, it doesn't matter how well you've recruited them. But, 
And not only that now, but not only do you not get him, you got to deal with him because now he's in your division at LSU. And so, yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, it's never anybody's fault, but the reality of the situation is, is LSU is a whole lot closer to being an Omaha contender next year than Mississippi State is. People don't want to hear that, but it's the reality of it. I mean, State finished seventh in the West last year, and you know, LSU was in a road regional, but you know, probably, arguably should have won that thing, but they didn't. But I'm sure that's the selling point from Jay Johnson. It's like, hey, we're going to Omaha, and you're the missing piece. And uh, now State's got to pivot, you know. And obviously, there's not going to be anybody of Skeen's, uh, you know, talent still available in the portal at this late date. Now, you know, State's got to find a guy that can provide some competition on the weekend. Of course, you get Casey Hunt back, and that's big. And you know, he's he's healthy. Uh, so hopefully he can go out there and be a guy that can compete. But, uh, you know, the reality of it is, is you know, State does bring the, the recruiting class with one exception. Um, that's ends up, ends up being a number four recruiting class in the country. And then you pick up Connor Hyshack a few days ago, a uh, guy that provides some competition, could be a left fielder, could be a depth guy on the infield, got to hit 12 jacks last year and uh, hit 290. Uh, so I like what State's done, but you ha- and I think they've got some very intriguing pieces. But you'd, you'd really like to get another weekend guy to, to provide some competition. You, you really need to get an experienced guy here in these last couple of weeks to get this thing finished up. Okay, what is, what's the best-case scenario? I know you can't give a name. How about this? Do you believe that there is at least a – Saturday slash Sunday guy still in the portal that Lamonis and Foxhall could land. Yeah, I think there is that guy. Um, but I think it's one of those things now you got to be awfully careful, you know, because a guy still in the portal now because of a lack of opportunity or is it a health issue or is it somebody that, you know, it's just – making a late decision. You know, those grad transfer guys that, uh, you know, went through the draft and maybe didn't get what they wanted. You know, those, those guys are still a, a premium on a few of those guys out there. But you know, I don't I don't know that you find a difference maker this late. I think what you've got to do is find somebody that can compete and, uh, and, and maybe be a Sunday guy for you. But, um, yeah, again, I think State's done – done extremely well you just hadn't got that big power five name that really moves the needle and I, listen you know scotty debro and rj Yeager had a couple of good years here from mississippi state you know and so there's still some value out there it's just about finding the right individual now how did they get here where they were coming off for what was it three straight college world series appearances several super regionals obviously a national championship how one, they had to go hunt skeins, but that's that's going to happen every year, so there's nothing wrong with that. Other programs were doing that. Uh, how did they get here maybe um, talent deficient as far as weekend starters? SEC caliber. Well, I think that's a good question, and uh, that's one thing that even last year I, I, I kind of asked myself, is how does Mississippi State uh, get in this position? And, and it's not you – know, injuries are part of the game. We, we know this, right? I mean, you, know, you can't project that. You know, but, uh, you know, that was the thing in you know, 2021, Mississippi State uh, had one of the deepest bullpens in the country. And then, you know, last year, probably one of the, the most shallow bullpens in the country. And that, that just can't happen at Mississippi State. I mean, you can't you – know, everything goes through cycles. I understand that. But you can't be in a situation where you don't have anybody you can count on. And uh, I, I think you go back and you look at, like, the 2020 
Now, everybody dealt with the same thing, but you couldn't get out and see these guys in person. You couldn't host them on campus. And I think for State, that was really tough because I think they took some guys based on limited evaluation that didn't hit. It just didn't come out for them. You know, and some other some other programs dealt with that too, but when you begin to compound that with the injury situation, I mean, I think that was a big part of things. But, uh, yeah, I, and to be fair too, you know, if we want to, you know, I guess give the full – context of all this i think state didn't work the portal hard enough last year you know and i think there no was a nostalgia piece. there was a nostalgia piece of it it's you know we won an apple championship and bringing everybody back and you know what you always have to do as a coach is you always are looking to add to the top half of your roster and reduce the bottom half of your roster and i i don't think we did that last year so i think it's a combination of things but uh, i think some some major concerns have been addressed, especially the bullpen and this particular portal class. And I don't think you're ever going to see a situation where Mississippi State's not a not a buyer or a player in the portal moving forward. Okay. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh... With, if you had to, um, Casey Hunt, what's best case scenario for Casey Hunt coming back? What best if he had, you know, he has an awesome fall in January. What what's the best case scenario for for him with Foxhall? Well, you know, he's healthy again too, and he's had a really good summer. You know, he was in the uh, in the Cape for a while, and also in the in the MLB developmental you know, draft. Uh, group for a while and, and it's had an exceptional summer you know that that's kind of like last year he had a great summer last year and a great fall and then next thing you know he gets hurt against Long Beach State or kind of off to the races again and so I think best case scenario is that you know, Casey comes in and does he compete on Saturday or Sundays I think he's certainly in the in the competition to be a weekend starter because you know this guy has big stuff I, I don't think Mississippi State fans have seen what truly what he's capable of because every time he's pitched healthy uh, and effective, it's been in another uniform, right? It's been on the road in a, or a summer. Uh, and I had a couple of scout friends that say, when, as soon as he got drafted, I had two of my scout friends said, there's no way that kid's going to sign. The number's too high, but also, too, he said, this is a guy that could, you know, could potentially be a top five rounder next year uh, with a good season. And so I, I do think it's big news. And I think there are some state fans who are like, well, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of, we'll see. And I think it's okay to have measured expectations of KC, but. If he can come out there and put it together next year, it really shores up a lot of concern. It really does. It makes you begin to feel like, okay, we're finally getting, you know, what Casey Hunt can can consistently do. We're getting that in the M over S. Uh, and if he can put it together, I think that answers a lot of questions for next year. Uh, Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Boneyard Podcast on 
the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, what is the latest on Chris Parson, the quarterback out of Brentwood, Tennessee, and Mississippi State's recruitment of him? Yeah, big question there. And, and so and I, I want to make sure that we set expectations correctly here. We tried to do that on the website last week. because you know, Parson was coming in with the family. Uh, his mom had never taken the guided tour at Mississippi State. Uh, so she came along, and the grandparents that live locally also came along. Uh, so it's big. I mean, and that's it's not a courtesy visit, you know, when you bring everybody like that. So the, they had a great time. Uh, the expectation was that the Parson family would take the trip and then take a few days and kind of figure this thing out. And that, that's kind of where we are now. We were hoping to get a commitment. We weren't expecting to get one. Uh, and, and here's the thing, too, Bo, when it's the quarterback committing – yeah, I think State benefits from the big announcement. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if this kid tweets it out at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, you know, yeah, you get him. But I, th- I think, you know, having the the announcement or the big edit video or whatever, I think that's an important part of it because he is such an important recruit in this class. But still feel really confident about him being a Bulldog. I know A&M is lurking a little bit, but they, I think he's down their board a little bit. I know that Virginia Tech had tried to get in with him a little bit. They already have a quarterback committed in the class. So, you know, he's not going to leave one two-quarterback class to go to another one, you know. And so I think things have gone as well as they could go so far for State. But, you know, just like we talked about with Skeens, it doesn't matter how well you refer to them if you don't get them. And I, but I do think State's in a in a good position, and I think it's just a really matter of time before he announces for Mississippi State. So A&M's throwing around money you know, like crazy people. And that gets people concerned. Will he will he wait out to see what A&M does? I don't know. Oh, how about this? To. If they lose out on Malachi Nelson, I know he was on campus this weekend, but I know he's committed to Southern Cal and he's a West Coast kid. That could, who knows with that. You don't believe that he's right behind. You, you think there's another player, maybe two, before they get to, to Parson at A&M. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think, and I really think at this point, at this point, if they were real serious about Parson, they would have already offered, you know, the, right now he's just a prospect on the board and a guy they're maintaining a bit of a relationship with. They haven't really gone all in. And that is always a concern with a team like A&M, and you know, not just because of their resources, but because of the fact that, you know, Jimbo's a guy that, uh, you know, that coached some of, of uh, Chris Parson's favorite quarterbacks. You know, I mean, he grew up a Florida State fan and thought, oh, I can go play for the same guy that coached Seamus Winston, you know. So that would be a concern. I mean, not just the, you know, the NIL stuff. But, um, you know, at this point, they're not – I wouldn't say they're a major factor. That's just a potential concern. You know, I think it's important to kind of set the full paradigm here that A&M is a player, but they're not a major player at this point. And if things go south with a couple of other guys, they could be. Okay. So it's not like Mr. It's going to get the kid on by default. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck. We're visiting with Steve Robertson, uh, the Boneyard Podcast, Jeans Page 247 Sports. So what do do you think the timeline is on Chris Parson? You know, it's tough to say because Chris has kind of done things his own way. I mean, it's like we always knew that he was going to decommit from Florida State. We just didn't know when. It was a discussion about him going to the Elite 11 and having some big announcement. He gets out there and really doesn't make an announcement. So he kind of does things where he wants to get it done. But, you know, fall camp's opening up for us, and a lot of people in out of state are going to be in school here pretty soon. I would say a week to 10 days. I don't think it lingers into the season. Um, 
but you know, who knows? And I think if you're Michael Leach, I mean, you want to be patient with the guy, but at the same time, too, you know, you don't have to have a quarterback in this class, but by and large, Michael Leach, it's what he's done historically is you take at least one quarterback in the class. And so I don't think Mike's interested in going out there and just go getting a guy to get a guy. So they'll wait him out and make him feel like a priority. And I think Leach is a big part of this with, with Chris. I think there is a lot of the intrigue on the part of Chris Parson that he doesn't want to be labeled like the athletic quarterback. He wants to be labeled a quarterback and, and, uh, you know, we'll see what kind of ceiling he has, but um, Michael Leach has made a real positive impression on him, and I think there's always that celebrity factor part of it, too. It's like, this is Mike Leach. This is a guy that's you know, routinely put guys in the league and put up some huge numbers, and so I think that is a big factor for stakes. I think there's some doors open for Mississippi State that wouldn't ordinarily be open. You know, you know even when you got – you know, Dan Mullen and Jim Moorhead here, I mean, you know, you, you didn't routinely have guys of Chris Parsons' ability uh, taking multiple trips to Mississippi State and talking about making a defection from a Power 5 school in Mississippi State. So you just got to go close the deal. No, no points for second place. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What, uh... Is he close to his? Do you know? Is he close to his grandparents? I mean, I, that's a strong yeah, relationship. So. Okay. Yeah, very much so. And and that's a big drawing card too. I mean, of course, there are some cousins and people like that here too. And so, you know, and I think bringing the grandparents last weekend was significant. I mean, it wasn't just okay. They're in town. Let's all go have some fun. And I think I think Chris is a guy that that values family and wants to share the experience with his family and. And he spent a lot of time in Starkville over the years. And so it's not like, you know, all this is you know, new to him, but it's uh, it's kind of new to the grandparents. And I think the fact that they came along, I think, really shows that this wasn't, you know, a courtesy visit type situation. And I, I think they're going to get him. I really do. At this point, I'd be surprised if they don't. Uh, is he, and there's nothing wrong with this, is he best available or is Leach and Hollings, is it Hollingshead? Yeah, and and all that group on the offensive side of the football, um, this is something that they are focused on shifting away from just a pure passer and adding a little bit of, you know, some some athletic ability and running ability at the quarterback position. Steve, 
I think we're seeing a bit of a shift. And uh, I think some of it's because you, you see what Cliff Kingsbury has done in the NFL, and you see what Lincoln Riley has done. Those guys obviously in the Mike Leach tree. But you also look at what State's doing for 2024. I mean, you offer Trey Petty here at Starville High School, and he and Chris Barson, very similar quarterbacks. So it's like you're kind of trending more towards that athletic quarterback that can tuck it and go. Maybe they're not – maybe you're not going to do a lot of design quarterback runs with them, but you're not going to get a guy that's a statue back there. And uh, I think what we're seeing is maybe some innovation in the quarterback evaluation at Mississippi State. I think Mike Leach is just kind of maybe tweaking some things a little bit to kind of make that offense a little more dynamic. I think it's a wonderful thing. Oh, I think it's something he's going to have to do if he wants to stay five or six years, which I think Mississippi State fans should, uh, you know, be uh, rallying around that. Uh, do you think he's actually talked to Cliff Kingsbury and or Lincoln Riley about this, or is this just something that he has decided from observing Kyler Murray and others that this is the direction he needs to go now because of the way the game is played? I don't know if I can really handicap that, but I believe it's probably a combination of both. He, Mike is really close with those guys. You know, it's not like it's just, you know, kind of a passing thing. I mean, uh, I've talked to him before about Cliff Kingsbury, and he said there's a lot of times they talk in the offseason just, you know, about tweaking plays and route combinations and things like that. And so – they talk shop a lot. It's not just, hey, how are you doing? Good luck on Sunday type deal. And so, and I think Mike is a very intelligent guy, as you know. And I think a lot of it is like, you know what, hey, this is the way I've always done it. And these guys know my system. And then they're doing this. And both of them are having some success uh, with this particular, you know, personnel. And so I think it's probably a combination of both. But, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of people in the past say, you know, Mike's just kind of stuck in his ways. And, you know, after spending some time with Leach himself watching film, I just don't believe that's the case at all. I think Mike wants to win as much as anybody does, and I think he simply sees this as a way to make this offense more potent and to obviously win more football games. All right. Uh, what's the guy's name, the defensive back that Mississippi State is hunting but also received a Texas A&M offer recently? Or do I have that I'm wrong? I'm not exactly sure he who you're referring to. Okay. Um, I may, I may have, I'm, I'm trying to follow texts and, and so on. All right. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So they, what do you think of uh, Tobias Hinton out of Hattiesburg? It, and is he going to be a linebacker or is he going to end up as an edge rusher? And then what do you think of him as far as talent and prospect? I don't, I don't think he has maybe the, the link to be the prototypical defensive end. I think he stays at linebacker and, and what's interesting about him, too, is he rarely played in the two-point stance last year at Hattiesburg High. But the guy has a lot of athleticism. And you know, when I saw him in camp, like he, he tests really well. The kid runs exceptionally well, good straight line, foot speed. Uh, didn't play exceptionally well in camp, but that didn't surprise me too much because he hadn't had to do it a lot in high school. Now, Tony Vance is going to play him as a traditional linebacker this year which not only I think will be good for their team, but also good for his future. And so when you've got a guy like him in your state with that raw athleticism and that great foot speed, and uh, he's a kid that already knows where the weight room is. And so I don't think there's any question this guy's going to be a linebacker. My thing is, is he, is he a Sam, you know, uh, is he a Willie guy, you know, where's he going to play? But I, I think you take a guy like him and you feel really good about the fact that you got him. 
And I think that that's a guy that probably maybe he needs a red shirt year to kind of learn the nuances of the position. But, um, yeah, I, I'm ready to go see him play. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll be headed down to see him here probably in the next uh, first half of the season. Uh, but I, I want to see the kid play linebacker uh, because he's got the raw materials to be a very good player in the Southeastern Conference. All right, Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. I guess somebody was trying to say that Isaac Smith from Itawamba, maybe he had received an A&M offer, but I'm looking at your 247 sports site. It doesn't look like he has, but who knows? I mean, offers are flying around everywhere. Have you heard anything on that, Steve? Well, A&M has been on him the whole time. I mean, so they've already talked to him about taking an official visit. So they're not a new suitor Got it. Uh, by any stretch. Got uh, it. You know, George has talked to him about a visit. I mean, Isaac Smith is a dude. And, I, and at the very beginning of the year, when we first started watching film for this talent cycle, uh, he's a guy that immediately jumped to the top of my list. I mean, and uh, I think him and Get Perkins are phenomenal. And I, I think you could have either one of those guys as the number one player in the state, and, and you and you couldn't be wrong. You know what I'm saying? They're both that were that talented. But uh, Isaac Smith is a natural safety. And I think that I, this is a guy that understands how things work. He gets off the hash really well. Big physical player. I, he's another guy I can't wait to go see play in person. But I think Mississippi State has really, really made an impression on he and his family. And at the beginning of this process, you know, all the talk out of Fulton was, uh, you know, State's working hard, but they're not going to have a shot to get the kid. And I don't know what's happened with the kid and Ole Miss, but uh, they're just not really recruiting him right now. And uh, it's been that way now for you know for a couple months. And yeah, things happen, right? I mean, sometimes you, you, you have we have different evaluations, but I think right now Isaac Smith's probably uh, probably going to be a bulldog. If I had to call it today. I, I think based on what I've heard and what I've seen here in the last few weeks, I feel pretty confident about where Mississippi State stands with him. Uh, but this is a guy, too, that State's going to have to continue to recruit because this guy has an NFL potential. And I think when you look at he and Perkins both, it's easy to pick those guys out of the lineup. They look like SEC players already. And so I think Smith's a guy that uh, you got you got to continue to recruit, but I like how they've handled things so far. Uh, when does Mississippi State's practice start? Friday. Okay. All right. Friday it is. Uh, does Leach let y'all go to any wait. of the practices? How does that work? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. oh, yeah. I think Mike would let us call some plays. I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, uh, Mike loves having us out there. And that, that's one of the things that we were told when he first got hired is, you know, he wants things to be open. He wants – and he, Mike likes teaching, too. You know, Mike, Mike, when you watch him out there and you watch him, he, like he's not putting us through drills or anything, but uh, – but, yeah, Mike likes it to be open for the media. He likes the coverage, and he likes us to give us get access. And so I can't wait to get out there. It'll be hot. It'll be fun. <laughs> 247 Sports, Jeans Page, and the Boneyard Podcast. Thanks, Steve. Steve Robertson on the uh, Yingling Lager guest line, the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, um, is brought to you by the – delicious gumbo and po' boys and we'll throw in the prime rib at Highball Eats and Fondren. Robert St. John has put together his greatest hits from his Hattiesburg restaurant created the menu at Highball Eats and Fondren for lunch and dinner. There's plenty of parking in the back right by the Capri movie theater. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.